This Side of Country with Trev, supporting new artists and celebrating the legends on 95.9 KRFF. If you're tuned into This Side of Country with Trav, powered each and every day by our good pals over there at Fix It Forward Auto Care, let me ask you a question. What artist in her right mind plays Los Angeles the night before, hops on a plane at 3.30 in the morning just to come to Fargo, North Dakota to play a show here in our community and be on this radio station? Well, that sounds like a pretty cool person in my book. Katrina Kane, you might have uh, seen her on season 15 of The Voice a couple of years ago. We had her last night at Artist Spotlight Night over there at the Silver Dollar. Great turnout, too, by the way. Thanks for everybody who uh, who came on out. It was a really great night. And in studio here, we've got Katrina. Good morning to you. Good morning. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And I truly, truly mean it. Thank you for being here. I mean, you are such a trooper and a rock star for everything you did just to make Fargo uh, a tour stop for you. So thank you so much. I, I'm just so happy to be here. This is like, this was the stop I was the most excited about. Okay, I got to pick on you there a little (laughs) bit because I'm seeing New York, I'm seeing L.A., and Fargo, and we're going, how do we fit into this whole exciting equation? And then all of a sudden I'm hearing, uh, this is the stop I was really looking forward to the most. Why Fargo for you? I just, you know, I've been to New York. Yeah. I lived in L.A. Right. I've been there. Right. It's boring. <laughs> I've never been to North Dakota. I've never been to any area of this country. So, you know, when we had connected and yeah. you were saying, you know, if you're ever in town, I was gonna, I was like, I'm going to make sure I'm in town. <laughs> well, you are a rock star, and we are so appreciative. I mean, the, the t- you know, folks that were at the show last night are just buzzing that it's so cool that you decided to do that here. So I got to ask, what did you hear about us before you came to Fargo? Absolutely nothing. You didn't, not even the movie or anything? Oh, well, I love the movie. Okay. I haven't seen, I know there's a, sh- a show, right. Fargo, and I haven't seen that, but I love the movie. I love Frances McDormand right. a lot. Yeah. Um. So love the movie, but I hadn't heard anything else. So right. on the way here, my Google searches were, how humid is North Dakota? <laughs> what kind of food is in North Dakota? <laughs> what kind of food is not in North Dakota? We're eaters up here, so okay, I hope you good. brought your appetite. Okay, good. What has been your first impression so far? My. My first impression is that everyone is the nicest person I've ever met. Oh, well, Every good. single person I've met is so kind. You know, that's really good to hear because there's two things we've been making headlines for in the last couple of years. First of all, for the last decade, Fargo has made per capita the top 10 list of the drunkest cities oh in, in the USA. Per capita. We've made the top 10 list and I'm not going to lie, we're kind of proud of that. <laughs> you know, when you can see your name on the list, you know, Chicago, Detroit, Fargo, like yeah, we're playing with the big boys yeah. right now, so we're pretty proud of that. I didn't. I was hoping you wouldn't see that though and get scared away from something like that. I didn't see it at all. So. <laughs> and the other thing, of course, is the last couple of years we actually saw that uh, per capita as well. We kind of have the the worst drivers. Oh, someone was my Uber driver was complaining about that the other day. Yeah, I'm like, what happened? I'm. It feels like I'm constantly out there driving, going, "Where's your blinker, man? Hey, the turning lane is over there. You're holding up like a block of traffic right here." So Fargo has started to, you know, we've started to uh, kind of get ourselves into a little bit of trouble. I'm like, oh, I hope she doesn't change her mind when she starts <laughs> seeing some of those things. Never. Well, the driving thing sounds a lot like Texas, so you guys would fit in down there too. How's Texas now? How long have you been in Austin? You you were saying at the show last night that you. You just moved there not long ago, yeah, right? Yeah, I moved to Austin from L.A. Okay. Um, almost exactly a year ago. I, we oh, moved wow. on June 1st. So it's been a year that I've been in Austin. Um, but pr- prior to that, I lived in Texas for 10 years. Um, so as an artist, we feel like L.A. has the industry. Mm-hmm. Why as an artist would you want to relocate to Austin? 
You know, Austin has a really great live music scene, right. and there's so many clubs yeah. to play. And while that's the same is true for L.A., in Austin, it's affordable to live there so I can do music full time. Oh, sure. Um, now, people who are from Austin might disagree with me since the cost of living is getting so high. <laughs> I think that's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, let me ask you a question here. Uh, remind me, what was the name you and I initially were introduced to you by? Jessamine. Jessamine. Let's get into that story. Okay. What took you to wanting to go a different path with a different name, Jessamine? So, yeah, let me start at the beginning. Let's do it. <laughs> I was I was in L.A. I was trying to release, I was releasing music under my own name, Katrina Kane. Yeah. That's my name. Right. Um, and it was pop music. And it wasn't really resonating with people. And I did find that I would write these things. They would sound really folky, really Americana. And yeah. then I would get a producer to take it into the, the top 40 pop room. I was like, you know, please take it there. I want it to fit there. Right. And if you're having to force a song in a direction, it's not going to work. Right. Um, and so at some point I was like, I'm just going to write what naturally comes out. Everyone's always told me I should sing country. I like yeah. country. My first concert ever was Bob Dylan, Willie Nelson. Nice. Thanks parents for taking me wow, there. that's good parenting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, let's write it and see what happens. And I just decided to release it under the name Jessamine. It's um, my mother-in-law's kind of fam- female family name. Oh, wow. And so I kind of stole it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to release this under a completely different name. Yeah. And not tell anyone and yeah. just see how it does. Right. And, and people liked it. And they did like it. So now why back to Katrina Kane? I decided to switch. It's still kind of in the works to switch all of the music on the streaming platforms back. But I decided to just start releasing it back under my name, switch everything under my name because I really realized that's my songwriting direction. Right. And I think that's who I am as an artist. Absolutely. Truly. Yeah. Because if you're writing something and it, it's resonating a lot, that's probably the most genuine thing. Absolutely. So let's talk about your upbringing here a little bit. Uh, I always like asking artists, why a musician? Why do you want to, you know, pursue the career? It's a tough world out there. And uh, especially as an artist, it can be really, really cruel. And, uh, you know, for me, been there, done that as an artist, as an actor. Uh, I got into radio because, and this is an old joke of mine, but you haven't heard it yet. Uh, (laughs) The reason why I got into radio is because I wanted the hearing loss and the Bud Light ponchos for free. I I didn't want to have to pay for those. And uh, so that's why I got into radio. But did you have like a musical household? What led you down this path? I um, I am the only musician in my family, but my parents are huge music lovers. My yeah. mom was always playing piano and flute. My dad was would be you know strumming on a guitar, and they yeah. really encouraged me right. to do music. And um, my mom likes to tell the story that when I was like a little baby, she would just they had this old baby grand that was my grandma's, and she would just lay me under there, yeah. and oh. I would just sit there and just be perfectly content, oh. just hearing the piano above me. And I think that really like. Uh, that really influenced me right. to, to really love music. Yeah. And so as I grew up, I just, that was the only thing I ever wanted to do. I've, I've really never had a different career plan. Right. So. Do you remember the first time you were ready to get out there and perform an original song? I mean, those are personal. That's a very yeah. personal thing. I mean, it's like showing a page in your diary and I'm showing my age by saying that, but <laughs> diaries aren't really a thing anymore that I know of, but it's like basically taking a page out of your diary and presenting it to people like here this is me do you remember that feeling for you yeah I um so the first time I ever performed an original song in public I was in college and I I went to school for music and we would have performances that were graded yeah and I chose to play an original song instead of cool (laughs) one of the standards which is like terrifying because instead of just people listening and being oh good good job yeah it was graded Uh and so I don't know why I did that yeah (laughs) I mean it's a great way to 
you know, I feel like get get into that learning process. Like, hey, look, this is where I want to go. I want to know what I need to work on. So to me, I, I mean, that just makes logical sense. That's really yeah. exciting. Let's talk about where the path led you to wanting to pursue going on The Voice. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I, I was gigging full-time working musician and they actually reached out to me and they flew me out to casting in LA so I didn't have to stand in line or anything and so that's kind of why right (laughs) that's why I decided to do it I was like well if I don't have to stand in line right I don't blame you (laughs) now prior to that you said you were a gigging musician was Mm -hmm. that was when you were with Ben Folds um no that was so the Ben Folds thing was actually right when I got out of college oh he was doing a tour um basically playing with like pops orchestras and they would source the singers from local colleges so I had just gotten out of college and so I did a a few Texas dates with them um, which was an incredible experience so cool so surrounding that I mean I was just gigging in local bars and restaurants weddings stuff right. like that. So tell us about the voice experience. Obviously yours is a little unique. You didn't have to wait in line. They actually reached out to you. But yeah. what was that experience like for me? I mean, obviously we see it on TV and we're like, wow, how exciting. I mean, you yeah. got the turnaround. Uh, your, your your captain was Team Blake, right? Yes. Uh, I mean, explain yeah. that whole experience. That's exciting. It's it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. There's so much I could say. Um, it It's a very intense experience. Um, I was in LA in a hotel sequestered, so I was not allowed to leave the hotel or tell anyone why I was there for like two and a half months, um, which was fun in some ways, but stressful in others because you're kind of always on. You're kind of always working because you have to be a nice person. Right. You don't get your alone time. Right. Right. (laughs) Um, So, but it was really great and it was an incredible experience just to, um, for for me, it was an amazing experience to be able to sing on that kind of stage with that kind of equipment and see the behind the scenes. Um, I don't tend to get starstruck, so right. it was really, really nice to meet them, and it was awesome to hear their feedback, which sure. a lot of that they don't show on TV, so I did get great feedback from like all of the coaches, cool. and that was great, but the best part, I think, was just seeing all the all of the gear behind the scenes, and the right. mics, and the, yeah. you know. What was the learning experience of that for you? I mean, obviously, you probably came out of there going, I learned something new by this whole thing. What would that have been for you? Um, I think it's it's so hard to pin it down to one thing. Right. I think a lot of it is learning um, more about the industry and who's the types of people in the industry and yeah. how to kind of make connections, which is something I think we all learn throughout our life is like, how do I meet the right people in a genuine way? Yeah. Um, and to be honest, a lot of it was the film and TV industry. I had no experience with that. and. Right. Although it's a musical competition, it is a TV show. It's not the music industry. It's a TV show. So um, it was amazing to be on it. But I think one of the biggest things I learned was, oh, this is what the TV industry is like. Right. Let me ask you this part. We've had some folks here who have been on uh, some TV performances before. American Idol, uh, The Voice as well. And um, some of them like to, when they're done with the situation, go... I was never on it. Mm -hmm. If you didn't know about it, I was never on it. Or they really want to milk that Mm -hmm. for all it's worth and going, hey, that was me. You know, so where do you fit 
into that after your voice appearance? That's a really great question. Great observation. I have just gone gone back and forth, especially right after you get off for the year after you're on a show like that. Right. The PR opportunities are great. And so you just you milk it for all it's worth. But I definitely am in the camp where I don't want to be just known for that. Of course. And so I want to be an artist in my own right, not just because I was on a few episodes of a TV show. Right. So sometimes I take it out of my social media bios and out of my online bio and then other times I'll be working with someone and they'll be like, you should put that back in because I can get you more gigs with it. Right. All right, cool. You know, and to be (laughs) honest, that's where I struggled with it too because I I felt like when I was getting to know you and presenting you on this station and letting people know you were coming to Fargo to do a show, I didn't want to make it about that because Mm -hmm. I get it. I mean, I don't want to be known for something I did you know, 15, 20 years ago, I was on an episode of The Sopranos, but I don't want to be the guy who's going, listen to my radio show because I was on an episode of The Sopranos. I don't want to do that. That was an experience I had. I'm so grateful for it. So blessed, but I don't want that to be what you're maybe judging me by, or maybe, uh, you know, getting to know me by. I want you to get to know me and what I'm doing now and Mm -hmm. what my, my love is now. So I totally get that. But at the same time, I also want to celebrate some of those experiences that I've had because it has made me who I am and got me to the point of where I'm at. So yeah. it's always so tough to to try and figure that out. Katrina, I want to talk to you about your music here. Uh, you got us right away with gold. Oh, uh, that song, like I said, when you, when you sent it our way, uh, it gave me chills. It's such a good song. Tell me what it's about. It's about um, being grateful with what you have, where you are, and just even if you don't have a lot, just being grateful for kind of finding the gold in your own life. So instead of, you know, trying to work and work and work just to get money and fame and all of that just like what what's the gold in your own life maybe it's like beach walks or the sunset or right right now do you have an EP out I do have a I have an earlier EP it's very um it's it's three singer songwriter songs that I released right before I went on the voice okay um it's kind of pop singer songwriter uh and hopefully upcoming I'll I'll release a, a more Americana EP but yeah that's what I was going to ask you because you've been doing uh, we've been having some singles from you yeah and I'm going I don't see a, a Katrina Kane album or EP here and I'm wondering is this in the works what, what do we got coming up here you know I'm, I'm releasing a song on July 1st another single hey yeah. cool and uh, because that's kind of the, where streaming platforms are at you right. know where singles actually do better than albums which I think is a bummer but it is what it is so um, I'm working towards I have an album I have several albums of songs written but it's just knowing the right way to promote it so. right gold is basically being appreciative about what you have mm-hmm. so yeah i um i have definitely had several you know different things happen in my life but one of them was um and i hate to i hate to bring it up because artists are always talking about this i wrote this during the pandemic right. <laughs> but i really did and part of that was i was living in la i was paying uh, a very expensive a lot of dollars. I was paying all of my dollars to, for rent Ooh. in a city where the music industry was completely shut down. Yeah. And then my landlord decided to sell my house. And in order to rent a new house, it would cost us 12 grand down, essentially, Amazing. in just all of the fees. And it was just almost impossible. Right. And that's kind of why I wrote the song, because I was just like, this is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, you know, we, we were able to go out on walk. We were like 20 minutes from Malibu. So it's like, go on walks right. to the beach and yes. go, you 
you know, do all these beautiful things and I have my dogs. And so I was like, well, at least right now I have a roof over my head. And right. at least right now we're, we have food in the fridge and like we're surviving. Right. Um, and we have this beautiful weather. Right. And that was that was the thing that I was like, this is what I'm grateful for. Fantastic. And that's why I wrote it. Let me ask you, was there something prior to the pandemic that you maybe didn't appreciate about your music career that after it was all said and done and you can kind of come back to things on a more normal level now you're like I did I really kind of took that for granted but now I really appreciate that what would that be for you in the music industry yeah just yeah in the music with with your music career I think um the ability to have um like independent distribution so I never really um appreciated that until it was kind of the height of the pandemic and I was writing all of these songs that were in a completely different genre and I was able to just like put them up and put them out there even on a different name I have you know I was able to really do all of that myself yeah and I didn't understand understand that really until I had like so many more songs out and more stuff written and other ideas. Right. I did replace Kesha's vocal on a demo once, but no that's as cool kidding. as it's gotten for me. <laughs> All right. Now that you've said that, we got to hear the story. How did this come about? Um, so I I was a session. Well, I, I, I still am a session singer, but I used to session sing a lot and I yeah. did a lot of commercial work, um, radio spots and commercials and whatever. But I also knew this guy who's now a pretty big producer in L.A. At the time, he was living in Dallas yeah. and he was working on a song that Kesha was writing to pitch to other artists because she was in the height of her lawsuit. Ah, and right. so she cut the demo, but she couldn't even use her vocal on a demo that would never see the light of day right. because they owned her voice, Wow, which is so sad. Let me tell you also, we all know how she sounds in her commercial work. Her right. voice is actually incredible. Right. Like when you just hear her voice, it's very good. Wow. Um, so yeah, so they needed a different singer. <clears throat> for this demo that she had written because they weren't even allowed to use her voice on the demo. So, right. Would you say you have similar styles or is it something that you had to go out and, and adapt to really figure out her, her pronunciations and things like that to, to fit that, that piece? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I just got called in the session. I had no idea what we were doing. So right. it was just that day. And I it's so funny because this was when I was really, really, really trying to do pop music. Yeah. And they were like, no, you sound so country. Can you do more pop? And at the time, <laughs> I wasn't even like right in the country world at all. So right. I was like, what? are you talking about right so i really had to try they were like they would be like can you sing this vowel more this way and this more this way right just to fit in that pop realm you know right so you said you've done some radio jingles as well yeah do you remember any of them I do. I don't remember their numbers, but one of the ones I did it for was for a station in Fort Worth. I want to hear it. I'm just going to use 95.9 because I can't remember what their numbers were, then but you know their what? call letters. Let's but. do that. Let's do it. Let's do Radio Free Fargo 95.9. Let's do that jingle right now. And, and I record. am. And, 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 and we're, we're recording right hey, now. Hey, I'll, rec- I'll right. go home and record you a demo and send it back, or a, a radio jingle and send it back. That would be so cool. But give me one right off the, right off the top of your head here. Okay. Fargo Country, 95.9 The Wolf. Ooh, I mean, I know you're not the wolf, but it was right. Texas Country, I'll be, the, I'll the, be wolf. the wolf. <laughs> I, I've been called worse things, so I'll be the wolf, that's for sure. Are you enjoying your trip so far? Loving it. Got a little tour going on. You did LA the night before. You're here in Fargo. Where you got next? What do you got coming up? Uh, coming up, I'm going back to Texas. I'm doing a couple shows, one in Denton and one in Fort Worth. Okay. And after that, I go to Atlanta. Atlanta, hot Atlanta. Yeah. Love it. Have you been to Atlanta before? I actually haven't. I'm very excited. Another new place. Very cool. So why now to kind of go out and explore all these new towns in tour? Um, Because I figure 
why not right. really is is what I tell myself. You know, everyone wants to play the big cities, LA and New York, but like, I also, there's like so many states I haven't seen yet. Yeah. So if I just, instead of just going on vacation, I play shows, then it's two for one. Right, right. <laughs> what are still some states you have yet to be to that are on that bucket list? I really want to go to Alaska. I also really want to go to Montana. Mm-hmm. And I would like to go to South Dakota, but I don't know if there's a rivalry, so maybe I shouldn't I say think that. in football. I think there's kind of been a rivalry that started mainly in football yeah, with our football. yeah, our NDSU yeah. bison. But other than that, I think we're I think we're all pretty cool. Everybody's friends. Yeah, I've actually started noticing your hat. Kind of give me what is the background in your hat? I feel like that's some of the yellow we would see. I, I'm going to totally get myself here. Looks like a you would see on a military American flag. Oh. Am I wrong? Um, Don't they have the yellow tassels and things like so. that? Yeah. Yeah. I bought this from a really tiny shop in Denton. I lived in Denton, Texas for 10 years. It's a shop called Norman Roscoe. Okay. Um, shout out to those fellas. Yeah. And it's just, mm. yeah, my hat just says TX. I want to also spend, since we're doing shout outs here, all three of us here, we're married. Yeah. And it takes somebody very, very special to put up with us in our crazy dreams. Mm. Uh, kind of give us the backstory, the PG-13, on the fella in your life. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, my husband is... Is an amazing person. Hi, Andrew. Um, and uh, we met actually, uh, we were both teaching at a um, teaching music at a school. And he came out to see me in a Pink Floyd tribute band. And I'm a singer songwriter, wow. and he at the time was like a metal guitarist. Cool. Um, so very different people. But wow. um, yeah, he was like, I really like your music and I want to play it. And right. Uh, we were just friends, but now we're married. Right. Cool. <laughs> I cool. love the variety that's in your life because last night we got on a short slipknot conversation. <laughs> I did not expect that from you either. So very, very cool. Brand yep. new song coming out here in a couple of weeks too, right? July 1st. And I have not announced that anywhere. So y'all are the first Woo! to know. We July are so 1st. lucky. This side of country.